Wow. I feel like I've been on vacation. This is Free Talk Live. Our telephone number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. If you'd like to call and join in the conversation. Uh, in the studio tonight, it is myself. I am your host, the Reverend Captain Kickass, and joining me, it's Ian Freeman. And we have a bunch of stuff to talk about. I'll just give you the teases, and then uh, I, you know, I'll save the one I want to kick off with for last. But uh, German quarantine camps, oh, I got that one too. Are a thing <laughs> again? Again, yes. Uh, you know, hey, if you're good at something, <laughs> this time. <laughs> It'll be fair and humane. Don't worry. Uh, somebody They've learned their lessons. Somebody in government thinks that government, that's the taxpayers, should fund deprogramming of citizens. This is specifically for folks uh, this person or the government will deem are leading white supremacist. So okay. we, we could talk about that. Uh, found dead, missing his heart after he was arrested. So a man was arrested, uh, put into jail. And he was found dead, missing his heart, and of course the authorities have no explanation for what happened or how. All right. Uh, Americans are suffering from mass delusional psychosis because of COVID-19. I maintain that's an inaccurate statement Mm. and that it's because of government. Uh, Democrats in Congress are worried that their colleagues might kill them. Really? (laughs) This is as as a result of the, I don't know what we're calling it, the event at the Capitol, oh, that they're okay. calling the the riot, the you know, <laughs> I'm calling it the egregious tourism. Well, <laughs> I would love occurred. to hear that the Congress people are actually turning against one another and uh, and actually you know are afraid of each other. That'd be great. Uh, according to because I don't believe that. According to the SEC, Facebook is responsible for facilitating 94 percent of child sexual abuse. Material what? reported online. Yeah. Facebook. I know. Yeah. It's the most popular thing, right? It's the most popular huh. networking social media thing that exists. Okay. Right? Despite its recent exodus of people from, you know, it's and its banning of people and, you know, Apple and Google getting involved, banning folks and stuff. It's still the number one grand poobah, but the SEC wow. has done some sort of an investigation and it's, it says that Facebook is responsible for facilitating 94% of the child sexual abuse material reported online. Wow. So we could talk about that. But before we talk about any of that, we have talked about the Attilus Gym here on Free Talk Live many a time. Mm-hmm. And most recently... That's the, the gym in New Jersey. It's the gym in New Jersey who has reopened several times after the government closing it. And they're like, no, we're going to stay open. Uh, they recently had something like $172,000 seized by government that was their defense fund for their attorneys and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, they just jacked it right out of the bank account. Yeah. The state of New Hampshire did, not the IRS, which normally what you hear state about is... New York, right? Not New Hampshire. Did I say New Hampshire? Did, yeah. New Jersey is actually New Jer- where Oh, they sorry, are. New Jersey, yes. Uh, so at, at any rate, yes, the government... Uh, has seized their bank account, and so that leaves them without any funding to pay for their defense, which, of course, they're going through uh, court proceedings and that type of thing. So this popped up today uh, via Jamie Redmond over at Bitcoin.com. 
freedom-fighting Attilus Jim chooses to accept crypto donations. Bitcoin Cash. All right. I know, right? Bitcoin Cash supporters set up the gym with an uncensorable fundraiser. In other words, uh, they have something. It's called, I'm trying to remember the name of it. Um, oh, yeah. I'd, a, I'd, I'd only heard about it, but it's like some sort of cri- it's uh, called, Bitcoin Cash fundraiser. Yeah, it's Flipstarter is the name. Okay. Flipstarter.cash. It's, it's kind of like uh, these other, you know, go fund yourself Mm-hmm. type of things except it's crypto only i believe it is bitcoin cash only isn't it that may be true i I'm think so not 100 percent sure i've this is the first i've actually heard about it i've been saying for a really long time that boy wouldn't it be great if there was some sort of a GoFundMe, but it was all crypto based and lo and behold, and here it is. Lo and behold, the market has the market provided. has provided. It does seem like a good idea, at least more than just me agrees. And uh, I find it pretty great. Yeah, I saw this story earlier today, and I went to go and donate to it. But then it said that there was you need to use Electron Cash, which I didn't have handy. So it's uh, there's a few. I think there's going to be a few steps involved in this. But it is nice that the thing exists, and that you know the the problem with sites like GoFundMe, for instance, is that they're run by a bunch of statists. Right. So if you put a you know a fundraiser up there and it crosses whatever arbitrary thresholds they have of you know being upsetting to somebody else on the website and somebody reports it and says oh no this person isn't you know enough of a government lover or whatever they will take it down and they will refund all of the donations to all the people who donated yeah there's a uh, photograph here it's one of their more famous ones of uh, the two uh, owners sort of kicking in the plywood yeah uh, after it was boarded up (laughs) after they got released from jail like again for the third time or whatever it was and then the caption reads after the co-owners of Attila's Gym in New Jersey appeared on TV and told the public that the state confiscated over $173,000 from the gym owner's bank account. Ian Smith revealed Attila's Gym has now set up a crypto wallet. Smith explained that a number of people didn't want to donate using the GoFundMe platform. So peer-to-peer electronic cash supporters created a proposal on the permissionless fundraising application known as Flipstarter, so that people can donate Bitcoin Cash toward the gym. And, Permissionless, and they're, huh? And they're, uh, does that mean that... Does the, I presume that means that you cannot take these things down. That is what seems to be indicated. The The next headline or subheadline reads, Uncensorable Money Advocates Help Attilus Gym Owners. I saw Roger Veer's name attached to this. It is, and, and we'll get to that in just mm-hmm. a second. Uh, just recently, news.bitcoin.com reported on the Attilus Gym in New Jersey owned by Ian Smith and his business partner, Frank Trembetti. Last week, Smith told the public that New Jersey Governor Philip Murphy seized the gym's legal defense funds uh, during the gym owner's appeal process. Oh, that's nice. So you're going through the process, and then the state's like, oh, sorry, you're out of cash. Well, I mean, the state is going to do whatever they can to hurt you. And in this case, the whole goal is to to defund you so you can't pay your attorneys. Because some people don't pay their attorneys up front. You know, attorneys are expensive. Right. And uh, if you can afford to pay your attorneys up front, then it's always a good idea because the state likes to play uh, little tricks like this. Because, you know, you're paying an attorney two, three hundred bucks an hour or whatever. And, well, now you don't have any money left. So most attorneys, they're just in it for the money. 
right. they're not in it for the glory. Right. Well, I mean, they might want the glory, but they're not in it, you know, just yeah. for the name recognition. Yeah. Uh, the Attilus Jim co-owner appeared on Fox News with Tucker Carlson in order to tell his story. During Smith's conversation with Tucker, the two discussed accepting cryptocurrencies in order for hmm. the gym owners to protect themselves from another form of asset seizure. The Attilus Gym co-owner right. told Tucker that setting up a cryptocurrency account was a frequent recommendation. Following that story, Bitcoin.com founder Roger Veer shared a video on Twitter that explains what happened to the Attilus Gym owner's legal defense funds. Hmm. Veer further explained in his tweet, quote, it's time for the world to switch from censorable banks and GoFundMe to uncensorable peer-to-peer electronic cash and flip starter cash. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about it. It's it's just it's sad, but it's true that people, unfortunately, they have to be pushed into new ideas. They have to be pushed into circumstances that will allow them to be open to to hearing something new. And having your bank account emptied is a real good yeah. introduction to learning about cryptocurrency. Well, they say necessity is the mother of invention. Right. And in this case, well, they have a big need. They're out of cash and they would like to do a fundraiser to pay their attorney so they can win this damn thing. Luckily, they didn't have to invent cryptocurrency or flipstarter.cash. That was already ready to go. Yeah. And, uh, you know, kudos to the folks who are providing these services. They have raised some money already, and we'll tell you more about that. And we'll tell you how to donate, too. We will. 603-283-6160 is our number. If you would like to join the conversation, we've got more Free Talk Live for you coming up. Welcome back to the program, everybody. It is the Monday night edition of Free Talk Live. Our number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We'll get to your calls and thoughts in just a moment. In the studio tonight, it is myself, the captain. It's Ian. And we've been talking about... A little bit of news from Bitcoin.com about the Attilus Jim in New Jersey who <laughs> have been arrested multiple times, the, the owners, for keeping their gym open, for not following you know whatever the mandates that the governor is handing down uh, in Jersey, uh, repeatedly reopening their gym because they've had enough and they're not going to take it anymore. And so the state's latest move was to seize over $173,000 from their bank account, which they were going to use for their defense fund. And so instead, some folks involved with cryptocurrency, including Roger Ver, have come forward with something called Flipstarter. By the way, Roger Ver is uh, the sponsor of bitcoin.com so yes. he's the one behind a uh, longtime sponsor here on free talk live uh kudos to to him for backing these guys up i mean the attilus gym has been i would say the most noteworthy the most uh inspiring of all of the american businesses thus far yeah. uh, they've fought 
harder and longer than anyone has, I think, so far in the last 12 months. It's been amazing. Yeah. So we'll tell you more about what's going on there. But first, let's go to your calls and thoughts. First up, we have Dave in New Hampshire. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. I don't think you put him on the air. Dave, you you're on Free Talk Live. What's going on? Hello. Hey, we hey, have you now. Hello. We have you. Okay. Uh, so there's uh, news from uh, from Yahoo New- Yahoo News is reporting on something that happened in New Hampshire. Apparently, a uh, young lady graduated from college and uh, moved into a tiny house mm-hmm. on her parents' property, and six months later. Uh, received an ev- uh, re- uh, received an eviction notice from the town. From the town, um, oh boy. And uh, so she took her case to the zoning board, and it denied her request. And she's forced to leave her parents' property and her tiny house. Wait, what town was this? This was in Hampton Falls, New Hampshire. Wow. Oh no! So does that mean she has to actually move her home or demolish it? Well, I, I actually, I may have misspoken. I'm not sure if she had to leave the house. She may have had to take the house somewhere, but she had to move out, as was what is what the article wow. says. Did the town give any reason for the eviction? The zoning uh, I gods. don't know. Um, it, you know, it's probably some zoning thing, obviously, since she went before the zoning board. Yeah, it's a bunch of snooty uh, know-it-alls who believe they know how you should have your property run, how you should, uh, or what things you are allowed to build on what you thought was your property. But no, it turns out it's actually the property of these busybodies, and they get to decide. Now, I know that government in general frowns upon anybody trying to live frugally. That is to say, the tiny home movement, uh, folks who are, we'll call them living remotely, uh, mm-hmm. van dwellers, that type of thing, mm-hmm. uh, even going so far as to harass and make retired folks who just want to travel the country in their RV after retirement uh, jump through many, many different hoops and pay many, many different fees. Uh, and it's all because uh, you know you want to do things a little bit different than other people and they don't want you to. Well, any town with the name Hampton in it is usually a rich person's town. So, oh, yes, my place in the Hamptons. Right. I'm just going to guess that uh, this town is full of a bunch of upper-crust uppity people who just want to tell... they got nothing better to do with their time. These uh, Karens are sitting around at home feeling like they just they have some sort of say in what you do on your property. And somebody comes along with an affordable home and like, oh, my God. Our property values, we we can't have someone building a one-room structure here. You must have at least six bedrooms and four bathrooms, uh, four-story. You know, I mean, these people, that's where this comes from. It comes from the desire for uh, human beings to control their neighbors and... And it's sick. It's a sickness that uh, inflicts so many humans, and it's something that uh, we, we need to get over if we ever want to have freedom. Yeah, far be it for anybody to get a leg up on this planet and you know try and build a life. Go ahead, Dave. In 2005, we had a similar situation in Hampton proper, which is you know not exactly the same location. Um, and, it's right you know, next door. Young lady being you know getting in trouble for living you know above her mother's house or something like that in a in a you know in a room, <laughs> right, right? You know, I think the, the the fact that there was a kitchen sink uh, got everybody uh, up in arms, and 
Um, but in those days, we didn't have YouTube and stuff, and I guess we're not going to have – soon enough, we probably won't have it again. But anyway, back in those <laughs> How's days – How's your YouTube going, we, uh, Dave? Didn't they freeze your account for a week? Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. However, uh, I don't know what its current status is. I haven't logged in in a couple of weeks. I'm wow. about to log in to upload some bids, and we'll see if it still exists. All right. We'll keep us updated, David. We appreciate the call. Let us know how it turns out. Thanks. Yeah, that is uh, It is sad that government can't allow folks to, you know, live the way they want, you know, try and get a leg up. You know, it is expensive to get housing. Rent is through the roof uh, almost everywhere these days, some places more than others. Uh, property values, you know, taxes are at an all-time high near as I can tell. See, the thing I, I really love about the Attilus Gym guys, uh, to tie this into the same this story here, uh, is that they are willing to put their freedom on the line. Yes. They were willing to go to jail. They were willing to have their business boarded up by the government, locks changed, uh, which they subsequently undid and broke back into their own business heroically. But they were willing and are willing to see this, as he describes it, see this through, uh, to go all the way yeah. with this. And what's useful about that, because first of all, it's going to likely destroy, as we've seen, uh, their business. I mean, yeah. they just had their bank account rated to the tune of $170,000. So, I mean, that's a pretty destructive thing. It's great that there's a fundraiser and we can talk more about that. Uh, but, I mean, they're, they're putting it all on the line. And what's really useful about what they're doing is they are showing people, like, you know, the canary in the coal mine, hey, look, this is what you've gotten yourselves into. This is what happens when you do not cooperate with this criminal enterprise known as government they will do their best to ruin you and all business owners know this at some level they must know it yeah uh now whether they know how you know desperate and uh just awful the state is as far as what tactics it will use they probably don't know the depth of it they probably right. are just when they hear the states come they go oh gosh i better you know yeah, i better do whatever i got to do to right. avoid these guys they may not realize that the state will actually come into your bank account and take everything you have every yeah. single penny so that's how bad and how desperate these these state people are and that's what's useful about what the attilus gym is doing if these folks with the tiny home would do the same thing yeah i mean i understand you don't want to lose your home i, I get it but if you did then at least you would have the news of the town of North or whatever, Hampton, Hampton Falls, yeah, Hampton coming Falls. in and destroying somebody's home and throwing them in a prison cell. And if more people would do this, they wouldn't have enough prison cells for everybody. That is a fact. 603-283-6160. More coming up. Having taken her father's throne, Sarah Calhoun has fallen out with one of her best allies, and her brother Nathaniel heads into Imperial Philadelphia with a reckless plan. Her uncle Thomas, armed with new powers and new allies, aims to remove Sarah from her throne and from the world of the living to survive and to gain the strength she needs to fight an impossible war. Sarah must unite the Mound Builder Kings to enact an ancient rite that will propel her beyond mortality. Servant Daughter by T.J. Butler is the newest entry in the Dragon Award-winning Witchy War series from Bane Books at BaneBooks.com. Yes, welcome back. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. It is Free Talk Live. It is the Monday Night Edition. Our telephone number, if you would like to join the conversation, is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. And it's Ian. 
And we've been talking about this article from Bitcoin.com regarding the Attilus Gym and the uncensorable fundraiser that they're doing for these guys since the state decided to seize $173,000 from their bank account directly. It's brutal. Leaving them with no fundage for their legal defense fund. And we'll talk more about that. But first, let's go to your calls and thoughts. We've got Scott calling from Florida. Scott, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, good evening, uh, Captain Kickass and Ian. Uh, thank you for taking my call. You know, I am so – I'll just spit it out. I hate the United States government. It is evil. And this Martin Luther King Day uh, where Dr. King uh, fought against racial injustice – how about economic injustice in the United States? How about the 1% that control the other 99% and we don't even, we get less than crumbs. They forget about no money. They've taken away our dignity and they have literally uh, pushed us into a corner. But I wanted to run a few ideas by you. Well, okay. and it's going to get worse before you do that. It's I going mean, to get much worse. Because the, yeah, the federal government printed trillions of dollars in 2020 alone and you've already got another... Two trillion on the way uh, is what I believe Biden has proposed oh, yeah. for uh, kicking off his his term, his reign uh, after King it's Trump. More appropriate to yeah, you. after King Trump leaves. Of course, some people believe that Trump is actually going to be inaugurated on Wednesday, which is pretty hilarious. That's a pipe dream. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. What are your That's ideas, David? Dream. Tell us your idea, or Scott. What What are your ideas? But I'd like to say this. The second great, this good news, gentlemen, on the horizon, this is the good news. This evil, rotten government and everyone who's listening is going to collapse literally upon its own weight. It's not a question of if, it's only a matter of when, and when mm. is coming very soon. We're in a second great depression. It uh, sure looks like it's getting there, right? I mean, look at the uh, 25,000 troops. And by the way, there was a headline today that the actual U.S. military, so they've been using National Guard, and that's those are like the part-timers, right? Right. Like the full-on, full-time military is now being brought in. So I think it was like several hundred troops uh, from the actual active branches oh. of the military. Yeah, so like there's actual real military troops in the streets now at this point. Well, isn't, isn't there something you know in the laws that says that you're not supposed to use military troops on... That's I mean, true. It's called uh, was it posse comitatus? That yes. is the prohibition on right. using the military as a policing force, but I suspect that doesn't apply in Washington, D.C. Oh, yeah, That's yeah, just okay. my guess. Yeah. I, I, yeah. All right. So, uh, Scott, you said you had some ideas. Go ahead. Yeah, I do. So, you got 80 million America, 80 million to 100 million Americans unemployed. That's the way I figure it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many people have given up, demoralized, millions of homeless. This is going to explode, gentlemen, three ways. You're going to have A, a revolution, B, civil war, or C, some sort of a massive insurrection. But if the American people had a backbone, and there's no money, and they're shutting down restaurants with this phony COVID, which is a hoax in my opinion, have a massive tax revolt, and people would live off the grid and bug out. And I, and I have an idea that you're going to find obnoxious, but I'm going to say it anyway. We need a massive army of people to overthrow the U.S. government. Hmm. And the problem is, is it's a massive coalition, and you're going to laugh the, the people that I would assemble. I don't know if they could ever get along with each other, but if they hated the U.S. government enough— an army of, of, of coalition made up of Proud Boys, Boogaloo Boys, white supremacists, Klansmen, neo-Nazis, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, Hells Angels, ex-military. So you're saying that people should drop their differences and unite against the government is what you're saying? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Now, what do you want to see happen? I mean, are, are you looking for something more uh, extreme, for instance, than what happened at the Capitol a couple of weeks ago? This is what I'm looking for. I won't, I won't sugarcoat it. I'm looking for the overthrow of the United States government, which I consider a Zog, Zionist-occupied government. And before you get upset with that terminology, there's a reason why I call it that. How about funding Israel, trillions of dollars lost in the Middle East, uh, uh, trillions of dollars given to Wall Street, controlled but by Goldman Sachs. There's no doubt that there are a lot of pro-Israel um, congresspeople and things like that. And I don't think any government anywhere should be getting any foreign aid. Yeah, certainly. Uh, foreign aid is a, a thing that period. I disagree with uh, so, across the board. No other nation should be getting aid from us when you know this particular country is so far in debt. But Scott, while I, while I do... I do not agree that violence solves problems. I, I do agree that it's a good idea that people should drop their differences and turn, I would say, peacefully against the government. And, and when I say that, I mean to not cooperate. Like, a, like we were talking about this lady with a tiny home. She should just build her tiny home and tell the government gang to go pound sand. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that, that's what more people ought to do. And then they should back each other up when the time comes. That's the important part is that uh, these, these people who put their differences aside mm-hmm. need to start backing each other up when it comes to standing up against government. If they can right. do that, then there's a chance for real change, for an actual mo- monumental societal change to happen. And people could use things like cryptocurrency, like this uh, purportedly this flip starter, which I'm still trying to get to work. Yep. Um, but you know, to use this to kind of as a sort of unofficial insurance policy. You can't you can't legally sell insurance against the government. You'll be shut down and targeted, and you'll be looked at as yeah. a competing gang. But. Mass disobedience combined with backing each other mm-hmm. up and treating the government like the gang that it is. Right now, that's going to mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. So there's some variety within that. You know, to me, sounds like a winning combination. Now, Scott, uh, you had mentioned you know a revolution. Now, generally, that means somebody wants to you know take over for an overthrow. Well, an overthrow, he, but but generally yeah. that also means somebody wants to like replace it with something. I don't right. want to replace it with anything. I want to replace it with free will and cooperation between people. What do you want to replace it with, Scott? This is what I want to replace it with. First, let me answer that question before I get to it. This government is so evil, and I'm not being melodramatic. It is so evil. I don't fear China. I go to bed at night. I don't fear China at all. I fear the United States. Uh, You saw what they did to that man in New Jersey, drained his bank accounts. They can do anything they want. They Mm -hmm. will send IRS agents to your door. They can do anything, get you on trumped up trust. What do I want to replace it with? No, I don't want I don't want a Nazi government. But what I do want is this. I want a government that is if a free of foolish influence. I want a government where we're not tied to Israel, where we're not sending American boys to die for Israel. I want a government where our media is not controlled and strangled by Jewish. His uh, phone is getting like uh, progressively Goldberg. worse, getting hard to understand. Yeah. I don't want I don't want a government that's controlled by Wall Street that cuts trillions of dollars and, and is and, and our Government officials are held beholden to Goldman Sachs. How about just not having a government? Because all the things that you're talking about, you know, are results of the fact that power is centralized and people who, especially those who have incredible wealth like Wall Street and, you know, Israel and all these other people, that they are, they're just, they're attracted to it, you know, like moths to a flame. I mean, they, they want to be 
in that power. They want to be part of that. They want to have influence over it. They want their precious. And as long like as there is power to be had, they are going to do what it takes to ensure that they are the ones who wield it and that it is not being wielded against them. And that's always going to happen, no matter what form of government uh, you know you may create. So the best form of government is that which doesn't exist. If you want to eliminate these problems, uh, and, and, I, and I know directly they come from you would you would you would have to neutralize George Soros. When I mean neutralize, uh, have them incarcerated, put away, and also the Rothschild family. And you may find that that's crazy. No, it's not because their power extends throughout the world. For example, Soros putting somebody who's powerful in jail isn't going to change anything. I mean, there's plenty of gangsters who have successfully run their criminal enterprises from inside jail cells. Hey, thanks for the call tonight, Scott. We appreciate it. So that's not going to change it. Our telephone number is 603-283-6160. If you'd like to join the conversation, we've got more Free Talk Live coming up. Yes, it is Free Talk Live, the live call-in radio talk program where you can take control of the airwaves to talk about whatever's on your mind. Our telephone number for you to join is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. And it's Ian. And Bitcoin.com is the best source for learning about cryptocurrency. You can go there now and click on Get Started at the top of the page. Once you do that, you will find a cornucopia of information neatly organized by your needs. There's no longer an excuse for ignorance of this important, world-changing information. If you are a knowledgeable crypto user, check out News.Bitcoin.com, where you can get the latest headlines of all the news relevant to you. Bitcoin.com is your source for buying cryptocurrency, getting a wallet, mining, trading, and all the latest cryptocurrency news, all on a very slick and easy-to-use website. Visit Bitcoin.com. And in fact, Bitcoin.com is where our uh, lead story for this evening uh, originated uh, from a guy who writes over there. named Jamie Redmond. He's a terrific writer, uh, and he does his homework as well. And we'll talk more about that. But first, let's go to more of your calls and thoughts. Uh, let's go to Tom in New Hampshire. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. There's an interesting article, an editorial by Calvin Woodward of the Associated Press, mm-hmm. appearing in the Minneapolis Star Tribune, uh, probably uh, other newspaper websites as well, about what a pathological liar Donald Trump is. Deceptions in the time of the alternative facts president. And you wonder why people believe all the outrageous lies that he tells when he tells one lie after another after another and then the same lie over and over again. 
Uh, like every other president. Yeah, I was just going to say, this is every, you're describing not only Trump, but you're describing Obama. You're describing Carter. You're describing Clinton. You're describing Bush 1 and 2. And the lesser politicians as well. Yeah, you're describing every mayor, every governor, uh, you know, even city folks, you know, representatives of your town. Uh, they all lie because they want the power. And the, the reason people learn, you know, his supporters learn to believe the obvious lies. I mean, we're talking obvious lies. Even, even when he's been caught in a lie, mm-hmm. he just sticks with it anyway. And that is because, see, they learn it from the politically correct crowd, where they come up with this outrageous lie that, let's say, a girl is disappointed that she's not a boy or vice versa and pretends to be one, a boy pretending to be a girl the lie is that uh, he, if he pretends hard enough, then he becomes a girl, and that therefore he has the right to take a shower in the girls' locker room after gym class. And if you dare to say that he's a boy when it's the truth, truth is treason in the empire of lies. And it's. I gotta say, I didn't expect a conversation about lying politicians to be spun into an attack on trans people, but you, yeah, and there then you followed go. by a Ron Paul quote. <laughs> yeah, uh, you look. The difference with uh, the trans thing versus politicians is if, regardless of what you think about trans people, right? I mean, everybody has their opinion or whatever. Personally, I, you, know, you can be whoever you want to be. I, I don't care. I, I'll respect your choice. I'm just not going to call you the they. Uh, okay, <laughs> that's what I'm not going to not going to do. But you know, you can be whoever you want to be, and it doesn't hurt anybody if you believe that somebody is a you know a trans person if you are someone who believes that that person is telling a lie to themselves well then it doesn't actually damage you it doesn't damage their neighbor it doesn't damage anyone else so the difference there of course is politicians when they lie well it it hurts people right everything they do hurts people and, and the same kind of goes for religion everybody thinks that their religion is the one religion that's correct and so if these people are correct in that assumption then all of the other religions are just people lying to themselves mm-hmm. well when they uh when you have these people uh they want to use the girls locker room which is an invasion on privacy or they want to join the girls track team when he's well then a boy. that's really it's none of your business honestly it's the decision of the track team it's the decision of the gym it's the decision well, and the individual of, who wants right. to be you know whatever they want to be well yeah but if as, if i as a gym owner don't want that you know person to be using a different bathroom then I can tell them I don't want their business, you know, and this is not an issue for you to really have any input on it unless you're somebody who goes to that gym and you want to try to uh, to influence that that gym owner in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Now, getting, so, getting, I don't get it. I don't understand why people are so obsessed with uh, what people, you know, want to believe about their, their genetics or... Yeah, I don't, under, I don't understand the other ge- genitals. Getting back to your original point, Tom, about politicians lying, you can't be a politician without lying. It's We have a very long and storied tradition here in the United States of America and all across the globe with politics in general. Uh, you know, Anybody that claims to have some sort of representative form of government, here's what happens. They go campaign. They tell a bunch of lies to get into the office, and then they don't fulfill any of those promises oh yeah that's campaign promises but not static lies you know continuing ongoing there's still lies after lie 
They're still lies. They even lie after they get in the office. So I appreciate the call, Tom. You know, say anything to get elected, do anything to stay in. That's the modus operandi for politicians, right? It is a power grab. They want to control you. They want to be your king. They want to be your dictator. They want to be the person in the chair telling you how to behave and what to do. They do. It's sick. Just like Tom, he wants to tell people what their gender is. I don't, you know, who cares? Yeah. All right. uh, Circling back to this story from Bitcoin.com regarding the Attilus Gym. Uh, Roger Ver shared a Flipstarter fundraising link with a video uh, that was called Attilus Gym Patriots Bitcoin Cash Fundraiser. Uh, The Flipstarter fundraiser aims to raise approximately 42 Bitcoin cash or more than $20,000 using today's BCH exchange rates. BCH is Bitcoin Cash, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the time of publication, the Attilus Gym Flipstarter had raised 24.96 Bitcoin Cash, or BCH. That's just over $12,000 so far. That was at the time of publication of this article, which was earlier today. Nice. Uh, so the Attilus Gym co-owner also tweeted about the help that his business received from BCH proponents looking to assist the gym. And he said, these guys are incredible. They heard about what happened with the illegal asset seizure and helped the Attilus Gym set up a crypto wallet and have started a fundraiser for us. Once again, showing that people can take care of each other way better than big government can. <laughs> and I just, Yeah, I love this guy. Mm. He's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and it's true. I mean, if that's one of the premises that I operate on, which is the belief that people certainly can take care of each other way better than big government can. Because what happens when big government or government in general fails to take care of people? People. They die. Get together. Well, people die, but people get together to solve the problem that government didn't If solve. they're not prohibited uh, from doing that Correct. by the state. Correct. Because sometimes like the state will arrest you from doing, for doing something as simple as filling a pothole. Right. But we've seen time and time again when there's some sort of a crisis, people will voluntarily get together to help solve that crisis, whether it's through donations, whether it's through direct action, you know, something like a hurricane comes through, right? We see thousands of people get in their cars. They, you know, if they got skills, they start headed towards the area because they know these people need relief. They don't do this because the government goes, hey, uh, Bob, we Mm -hmm. know you got some power tools and uh, you're a general contractor. Gonna have to ask you to go down to where the hurricane just hit and put in some time. No, that's not how it. it works. People just, they get motivated to help other people because they have compassion, which is one thing government does not have. No, and we don't have to go too far back in time to find examples where the federal government... Uh, stood in the way of people trying to help in disaster areas. Remember Hurricane Katrina? That's true. Yeah, when uh, I think it was Walmart tried to send trucks full of water and ice to help out, and the government turned them around. Yeah, yeah. And doctors tried to come down there and, and help out, and oh, they couldn't help unless they went through some bureau- bureaucracy You're not first. certified to help. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> people, di- people are dying, and yep. the government's like, oh, no, you don't have a license. It's dumb. Uh, in another tweet, the Attilus Gym co-owner said that A number of people who wanted to donate to our cause did not want to use the banks or GoFundMe. So I believe this is at Bcashy. Set us up with a crypto-based fundraiser. Big shout-out to these guys, Smith added. A number of BCH supporters were thrilled to hear about Attila's Gym being set up with a crypto account and a fundraiser on Flipstarter. 
And I think that that is all fantastic. We'll post up uh, a link to that on our social media as well if you are interested in donating. We've got more Free Talk Live coming up, 603-283-6160. Do you have a WordPress website running WooCommerce and want to accept cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin Dash, Bitcoin Cash, and Bitcoin SV? Now you can easily enable crypto payments from your customers by adding the AnyPay plugin to your WordPress site. Just visit AnyPayInc.com and set up your account by entering your cryptocurrency wallet addresses in the admin. Then enable the AnyPay plugin in your WooCommerce. That's it. Now your website takes crypto, like Bitcoin, thanks to AnyPayInc.com. AnyPayInc.com. Free Talk Live. Welcome back, everybody. It is the second hour of the Monday night edition of Free Talk Live. In the studio tonight, it's me, your host, the doctor, honorary doctor, Lord Reverend Captain KS. <laughs> and it's Ian. Uh, and Ian, yes, thank you. Uh, sorry, I, I have to laugh sometimes at the length of the actual title. <laughs> I was I was asked about it again Last night, uh, we were having some dinner with some people. They're like, what, what's your full title again? And I had to think about it for a minute. Uh, honorary Doctor, Lord, Reverend, Captain Kickass. So the doctor is the honorary part because I didn't, you know, I'm not a not an MD or a PhD. So Why don't you call yourself a doctor of whatever? I mean, anybody can be a doctor. Can. Somebody Somebody told you you were a doctor. You're a doctor. Well, that's true. But I like, you know, that's just one more word. Oh, adding honorary yeah, to yeah, it. Okay. Honor, yeah, you don't yeah. think that takes away from it? <laughs> I you know, I mean, do I really care? No. <laughs> I don't think I do. Uh, our telephone number, if you'd like to join us, is 603-283-6160. Uh, looks like well, we had a caller lined up. Logan, looks like he dropped off. So, uh, Logan, if you're out there and you want to talk, give us a call back. Uh Moving on from this story from Bitcoin.com that we covered about the Attilus Gym and their uh, crypto fundraiser. Yep. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about, <clears throat> we learned from the past that people seldom learn from the past. What do I mean by that? You might be asking yourself and ask yourself, you might. Uh, there have been several versions of this article. I think I saw one on MSNBC, uh, but this one I, f- I got from dailymail.co.uk. Germany, to repurpose mm-hmm. refugee camps to detain people who repeatedly flout COVID rules by going out when they should be quarantining. Quarantining. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, here's the bullet points. Germans who don't quarantine to be held in detention centers under COVID rules. Mm. I mean, do, do do these people just not learn? You can't put people in camps. It's just not going to well, happen. Well, they, uh, they d- they've done it before, so, I mean, they certainly know how to. Bullet point number two. State of Saxony has confirmed plans to hold rule breakers in a refugee camp. Just dust off the old books and, you know. <laughs> Why don't they bust out the armbands and the swastikas while they're at don't it? Don't give them any ideas. They probably already ran, uh, you know, they probably already thought of that. Uh, Baden-Württemberg will use two hospital rooms under watch of German police. 
That's to aid in the quarantining mm-hmm. process. Uh, Schleswig Holstein will use an area within a juvenile detention center. <laughs> They're literally going to put people who disobey the COVID rules into a prison. That's because they think, well, juvenile prison, in, in fact, in this case. But uh, uh, Now, I can say I have been to a maximum security juvenile detention facility. Yeah, It's not a joke. Yeah, I've heard Folks. they're worse than uh, it's, some it's, other prisons. It's not a joke. There might be some form of juvenile detention that's, you know, a little more day campish, mm-hmm. you know, where like it's, you know, like a work release thing, you know, or right. whatever, that kind of thing. But no, maximum max, maximum no. security juvenile detention might as well be regular prison, in my estimation. So, at any rate, those are the bullet points. Germans who refuse to quarantine after being exposed to COVID will be held in detention centers under new rules prepared by regional authorities. The eastern state of Saxony has confirmed plans to hold quarantine flouters in a fenced-off section of a refugee camp to be <laughs> built next week. Oh, see, they're going to build a whole new camp. Yeah, they, uh, it's, it's not the same. We're building a new one. Right. It'll be uh, compassionate. This time it'll be different. Right. <laughs> See, they learned the lessons from the last time they did the camps, and now they're going to do camps the right way. <laughs> Camp kill yourself. Uh, well, that'll probably happen there. The regional state claimed that the facility will only be used for people who have repeatedly flouted lockdown rules around self-isolation. See, only the most uh, you know of- offensive of the populace will be put into this place because no one likes repeated scoff laws. And so, therefore, no one will object. Because first they came for the uh, people who flouted the coronavirus rules. Yep. And, and you know. Or no, first they came for the Nazis. Then they came for the people who flouted the, uh, the coronavirus rules. This uh, Baden-Württemberg person in southwest Germany will use two hospital rooms to detain repeat offenders who will be guarded by police. In Brandenburg... Authorities will detain a section of a refugee center while Schleswig Holstein section of the refugee center. I think they're using a refugee center. Yeah, that's uh, for the detention. It's it's written poorly, but it is the British. So, you know, Uh, Schleswig Holstein will use an area within a juvenile detention center. Legal experts told Die Welt that the state government's have powers to detain people for breaching quarantine rules under the Disease Protection Act. Yeah, I mean, basically some people wrote some stuff on a piece of paper, and don't think for a moment that, oh, well, this is Germany, and so it can't happen here. It's already happening here. Well, right, and actually it was New York State, within the last few weeks, a state representative there put forward, or senator or whoever, put forward a bill to basically have camps there. Mm Mm-hmm. So, and then we also saw it was the uh, Centers for Disease Control also has a set of specifications for utilizing camps uh, to separate people by those, I think it was, who are likely to catch COVID and those who aren't. And they consider those who are likely to catch them right. the ones that aren't obeying, the ones who aren't putting on masks and such. Well, and in case any of our listeners have not been paying close attention, the way these politicians get the supposed power to do all these things is by declaring an emergency. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, there's some some sort of weird mutated flu-like virus going around, whatever, you know, you, you all know what it is. And it's, a, it's an emergency. Mm-hmm. Suddenly I have power. <laughs> right, and why wouldn't they want that? I mean, why wouldn't they want to have that power? 
Some would say that there's been a state of emergency in place since like 100 years ago. Yeah. Well, this Disease Protection Act over in Germany was passed by the German uh, Bundestag last March and renewed in November. Again, another temporary government mm. order that uh, you know I'm sure will be permanent by the time it's all said. Oh, done. no, don't worry. As soon as Biden gets in, all of this is going to go back to normal. There are actually people who believe that. There are people who believe that. I'm just impressed that you can say that without, like, (laughs) laughing. (laughs) There are people who believe that, and there are also people who believe that Trump is going to be inaugurated on Wednesday. That's true. Uh, The German plan has been widely criticized with MP Joanna Kotar accusing the Saxony government of, quote, reading too much Orwell, unquote. Hmm. Which, I mean, yeah. Maybe uh, maybe a few other authors could be thrown in there, too. German authorities have come under fire for their Do management. You, hold on. If you read too much Orwell, does that make you want to become a statist? Oh. I haven't read too much Orwell, so I don't know okay. if that has actually... Well, first of all, how does one read too much Orwell? Well, I don't know. I've only really ever read, read one of his books, yeah. actually. And that was 1984, right? No, it was oh. Animal Farm. Oh, Animal Farm. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I don't. I would think that if you read too much Orwell, you might be a little leaning towards anti-statism. Yeah, shouldn't you be questioning uh, so-called authority, questioning the state if you're reading books by Orwell? Yeah, hmm. I I think they meant something more along the lines of, "Hey, uh, you know, 1984 was not an instruction manual." <laughs> <laughs> Did I hear that uh, Amazon is like the number one selling book right now? I don't know if that's true. But I, I heard, heard that, that as well, and I cannot confirm or deny. I hope it's true. That, that it's true. That'd be nice. Uh, German authorities have come under fire for their management of the pandemic with proposals to impose national vaccine mandates. Sound familiar, everybody? Mm. Uh, in a bid to control the virus-branded social dynamite by opposing figures. It comes as Chancellor Angela social Merkel. Dynamite. They're, they're branding the virus social dynamite, when, of course, the virus really didn't do much of anything i mean yeah a few people died okay but people would have died because of the flu so like what's the difference we didn't we didn't blow up society over the flu or really anything else prior to this social dynamite sounds like a really horrible like boy band or something (laughs) (laughs) we're social dynamite everybody Six zero three two eight three six one six zero is our number more free talk live is coming up stay tuned Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. That is the telephone number for this radio program called Free Talk Live. It is a live radio call-in talk show where you can take control of the waves of the air and talk about anything you want. You talk about stuff we're talking about. You can bring up your own topics. It's called Free Talk Live for a reason. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain, and you've got Ian. And we have been talking about German COVID quarantine camps. Mm. Yes, the camps have returned. It's okay. This time the camps are to keep you safe. 
well, we from talk, yourself. We can talk more about that. But first, uh, let's go to Logan calling from North Carolina. Logan, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, uh, how you guys doing tonight? Hey, Good. what's on your mind? Uh, so um, this might kind of fall in line with uh, nobody's uh, app that he's doing with the, uh, I forget the name, but the... Uh, Cell 411. QRF. Yep. Cell yeah, 411 is a decentralized, uh, well, somewhat decentralized. Uh, it's an app that allows you to send emergency alerts to your friends and family so they can come help you in the event of something happening to you. Yeah. Uh, so uh, myself, I I am a uh, you know uh, protective security consultant mm. uh, and uh, private private industry, and cool. I always had the idea that uh, you know if we want to decentralize and get away from you know the big law enforcement agencies and the cops and stuff, uh, why don't we have uh, local communities, you know, towns, cities, villages, whatever, uh, invest in, you know, paying for a local security force, you know, that's, you know, profit motivated and, uh, you know, they, they're beholden to the people that they serve, you know, directly, you know, and it could be as simple as, you know, contractors, security contractors, you know, that, that contract comes up for review, know every six months to a year or something and uh i mean that could be something that you know would be beneficial uh to replace or even you know supplement you know law enforcement agencies i agree i like where you're going with the idea there are communities where this does happen now they're generally wealthy communities because these are the types of folks that can afford to do something like that because most folks are in a position where their retort would obviously be something along the lines of well, that's what we have police for. Well, I mean, well, I, I mean, if you if, if you look at the amount of money we you know these people and and these communities pay in taxes for law enforcement, you know, and they're buying you know Bearcats like they did in Keene and stuff. I mean, that's yep. as a pittance for how much you could pay for you know. Uh, you know, five or six guys, you know, that are well-trained and vetted. Well, know, keep in to, mind the money for Bearcats comes from the federal government. Uh, so it's mm-hmm. the local police departments that I, at least, I mean, I've never heard of local police departments buying their own Bearcat on their own volition. I'm sure there's some of the larger ones that probably have, you know, Los Angeles County or something like that. But uh, but here in Keene, New Hampshire, the $285,000 that they paid for the Bearcat came from the federal government. And the federal government also gives out grants to uh, communities, you know, cities, not communities, but, you know, government gangs to buy more police officers as well. So they do all kinds of things to more militarize and strengthen the local police forces and basically federalize uh, the local police forces because the more they owe the feds for their equipment and their men, the more obedient that they are going to be to the feds. So, for instance, when you have a Bearcat as a local community, uh, town or city or whatever, then there's also a contract that goes along with the Bearcat that says whenever the feds come to town, maybe they need to do a raid on somebody for the DEA or ICE or whatever, then they get to use the Bearcat. So the local police are essentially the care caretakers for this federal piece of equipment it's just free storage that's right and and you know they take care of the oil changes and they take care of the free maintenance putting gas in it yeah so it's it's maintained for the feds when the feds want to swoop in and uh, pick it up for a ride Uh, no i essentially keen just 
acting as a rental company for yeah. for their uh, armored vehicle. And and you say you're you're a security professional. So, I mean, I get where you're coming from, like hey, that would definitely be a better situation if there was some sort of review of a contract over every 6 months, but it's still a centralized proposal that ultimately forces everyone who's a taxpayer, which is everybody, uh, in a given area to support this one company. And what if they don't want to support that company? What if they, they'd rather just take their chances or hire a different company or, you know, have their neighborhood security I take mean, care of it? I mean, in, in well, some ways... You, it, can make it op- you can make it optional. Then, okay, great. Like with uh, household security systems, you know, if you, if you want, you, you know, if you want this group of individuals to be on call for you you know you could pay a subscription or membership fee or whatever yes, that's fine the um, optional is fine or, or you could even transition to you know neighborhood watch kind of style where people within the community themselves volunteer and, and they get the training or whatever and they're the volunteer mm-hmm. you know qrf you know not firefighters but they're like the volunteer qrf for you know uh, you know, emergencies. I would, like that. I would applaud some entrepreneurial people doing some type of a RFP, a request for proposal to a small community with the ideas such as you've laid out, Logan, you know, to, you know, say, hey, do a cost benefit analysis of your police force and how much are you spending on that, you know, on an annual basis? Well, we can come in, we can do it for less and we can do it you know, in a way that is voluntary and that people can opt in if they want to, et cetera, and so on, uh, and, you know, make a proposal that way. That would be a good start. It's not, you know, completely the ideal situation, but certainly progress needs to be made in that type of industry to yeah. overcome the state. And that's when we'll start Absolutely. to see the real uh, innovations, which we don't get to see because the police right. have no incentive to innovate. Well, uh, you guys gave me an idea there, so I'll uh, I'll look into that myself and uh, appreciate you guys, uh, your, your thoughts on that. Thanks, cool. Thanks, Thanks for Dan. the call tonight, it. Logan. We appreciate you. Uh, you know, good ideas do not require force, and right. that is a good idea. Yeah, and they, they, you know, in the beginning, people, when it comes to a good idea, they're going to push against it. They're going yeah. to say, oh, that's, you know, that'll never make it. You can never fly, you know, all kinds right. of statements like that. Uh, and then eventually they'll, they'll admit that it was self-evident all along. It's like, oh, yeah, I always knew that would work. Yeah. Well, they'll flout themselves as the people who solved They came the up problem. with it. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, <laughs> yeah. only based on our expertise and judged solely by us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Ralph, who's calling from Maine. Ralph, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah. <clears throat> so, talking about... Uh um, election interference. Uh, did you hear about uh, the Vatican's involvement? Mad again at the Vatican? Well, the uh, Vatican has a satellite, Leonardo, and uh, they use the satellite to uh, change the numbers on the elections and uh, in coordination with the American embassy in Rome. I mean, there's charges flying all are over Italy. Are you saying the Vatican? Witnesses are being deposed. You... And meanwhile, you, know, you look at Trump, uh, he's, he's, hold on, uh, hold on, man. You got, you're going too fast. Hang on, hang on, Ralph. Hang on. You're going too fast for me. You're saying the Vatican has a satellite that they use to manipulate United States elections? Yes. Ridiculous. They change the numbers on the way to okay, Frankfurt. Bro. Ralph, can you hang on? I want, I want to talk to you more about this. <laughs> so stay on the line. Uh, <laughs> wow, interesting. Captain needs more dose of crazy. All right. I've, I've not heard this particular claim before. Uh, 603-283-6160. We'll try and get more out of Ralph when we come back. This is Free Talk Live. 
What if the United States and the Soviet Union had fought on land, sea, air, and the astral plane, struggled for dominion across parallel dimensions or on the surface of the moon? What wonders would have been unveiled? What terrors would have haunted mankind from those dark and dismal dimensions? Come closer, peer through a glass darkly, and discover the horrifying alternative visions of World War III from some of today's greatest minds in science fiction, fantasy, and horror. Weird World War III. Available now from Bane Books at BaneBooks.com. Yes, it is Free Talk Live. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Our telephone number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. And it's Ian. And AnyPay 2.0 is here, and crypto payments are now faster than ever. If you're using Edge Wallet, Handcash, Bitcoin.com, or Dash Wallets, your experience is probably smooth. But some wallets aren't yet ready for this impressive new technology. These wallet programmers need to hear from you, the wallet users. Visit AnyPayInc.com forward slash upgrade to learn why some popular wallets are incompatible with AnyPay 2.0 and reach out to the wallet programmers to encourage them to make payments perfect over at AnyPayInc.com forward slash upgrade. I like those guys, any pay guys. They do great work. They, they do great work, and uh, their cash register app is, well, single-handedly uh, <laughs> helping me do things here in Keene, New Hampshire, like buy dinner yep. and go to the grocery store, or the convenience store. And that I used it thing. tonight. Nice. I wish we had a grocery store that took it. Yeah. Though. Well, you know what I mean. We I, do have three convenience stores, however. By, by groceries, I mean beer. Okay. So yeah, the essentials, only the important right. stuff. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> You want more crazy. Uh, let's let's go back to Ralph. Uh, so, Ralph, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. So I did a cursory Google search, if you will. So uh, did I. A DuckDuckGo, uh, because I don't like using Google. And I did find a Reuters, you know, article that claims to be a fact check. I didn't get to read all the way through it. But there does seem to be a conspiracy uh, around this Italian organization called hold on you got to recap uh what he said when he called in was that he believes that there's a italian satellite owned by the vatican right that has somehow somehow interfered with the american electoral vote counting you know, all through computers, but uh, the American embassy in Rome was part of it. And see, the votes got sent over and got counted in Frankfurt. So what? they were intercepted by the Leonardo uh, satellite, and the votes were switched. Frankfurt what? And, you talking about it, Germany? That's where they're counted. You know our votes are counted overseas in Spain and in Germany? No, I've never heard that. Yeah, ever. Oh, yeah. See, so... It, no, they had true. video footage it, of people counting the votes in the United States, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, they did. No. Are you saying that and, those? Uh, uh, are you saying those it, videos were all deep fakes? That they're all fake videos of all those people counting votes? 
What about the people who went in to actually observe oh, no. the vote counting? When the, all the votes are tabulated together, when they're all put together, that's when the big the, then the big changes happen. Where you why would you think like, that they uh, would need uh, to the votes at a time? Okay, why would you think they would need to send voting count data overseas to be tabulated? Because, you know, that's a simple calculator. That's the way they have it rigged. Okay. Uh, no, so they anyway, can rig the yep. votes in a, a, a bunch of different ways that don't involve having to send them through a satellite owned by the Vatican to Frankfurt, Germany. I mean, this is the most ridiculous. The Vatican, the Vatican uh, satellite was used to intercept the votes. When satellites don't work that the, way. You know, the internet. No, satellites. That's... You don't even know what you're talking about. I'm sorry. Okay. You have no you, idea. Okay. Can Anything about nothing? satellites and how the internet works We're and how gonna, satellites work. We're just going to go ahead and put them on hold. And uh, thank you for the call tonight, Ralph. What I did want to say about this was uh, the press release, which is fueling the conspiracy to which Ralph is referring to. Uh, no, what's fueling this conspiracy is total ignorance of technology. <laughs> and, and, well, that's and, what's fueling Ralph. Well, and, and the right, you know, the, the correct belief that there is you know, some skullduggery going on, that there, that there likely was some sort of fraud because it's an election. I mean, right. the government gang is a fraudulent organization, whether it be the Democrats or the Republicans who are in charge of it, there's going to be fraud. You know, exactly what form that fraud takes, I can't say precisely, but I can tell you it's not what Ralph is saying. No, and in fact, uh, the article from Reuters, while it maintains that there is some folks who have a conspiracy theory, uh, it is unable to provide any verification. That's because you, I mean, because the claims are completely out of whack. You can't verify these claims because they're unverifiable because they're they're just completely false on their face. The press release in question, which claims to have come from Rome, Italy, on January fifth, alleges that an employee of the Italian defense, security, and aerospace company called Leonardo SPA. He wasn't a, even right about that. Right. Provided a shocking deposition detailing his role in the most elaborate criminal act affecting the U.S. election. So tell us. Uh, so Leonardo is a weapons contractor. Correct. Uh, and they are based aerospace company. They are based out of Italy. Correct. They may. I don't know if it's true that uh, the Vatican has a piece of them. That could be. Uh, maybe. Let's presume that that's the case. But, uh, you know, I cannot find any kind of satellite owned by Leonardo. The they launch right. satellites. They may indeed have a piece of some satellites up there and or own some satellites. But there is not a satellite there called Leonardo uh, that I'm aware of. And I, you know, I kind of I'm kind of into satellite technology to yeah, some extent. Are. I mean, I'm by no means like an expert at it. But I've seen, you know, I've been on LingSat more than a handful of times. That's a website that has all kinds of information about every single one of the satellites that is at least knowingly uh, in orbit above us. But first, further, most internet communications uh, of any sort of import are not passing through satellites. You know, you don't even need satellites to get internet to most islands anymore. They've got underground uh, cables that provide internet connections to uh, to very very remote locations. So, I mean, yes, you can get satellite internet, but it's not like the satellites are some sort of you know, elite tapping location for uh, people that want to hack into things. You can, if you've got what it takes to do hacking, you don't need to have control of a satellite. Yeah. Uh, the USA Today also 
apparently has debunked the theory that it's ridiculous Gate occurred and Reuters as well. Now I'm yeah. not one to say you don't even need the media. I'm to not debunk one to this. say hey the the mainstream media debunked a thing. So, yeah, I mean that normally, doesn't mean Jack. Normally I mean, that's a red flag for me. But. Well, right. Obviously the media wants to debunk anything that has to do with saying oh there's a conspiracy or there was some sort of election fraud. And again, there probably was election fraud. I mean, didn't uh, I mean all elections are fraudulent yeah. because they violate the non-aggression principle. Wasn't there? Well, but there are also other reasons why they're fraudulent, even from within oh, their yeah. system. I mean, <laughs> you've got the, uh, what is it called, Dominion? This is like the voting uh, company, the machine yep. manufacturer or whatever. They're owned by family members of politicians. Right. So if you want to scam those elections, you just program it into the software. Yep. You don't have to go through some kind of crazy external hack. Right. You are inside the system. You are the programmer. You're the, the buddies of the politicians are running the companies that are connect, you know, that are connecting the dots. I was just thinking in my head, I'm like, I wonder if one day at the Vatican, the Pope was sitting around going, I've got an idea. Let's, let's log into this satellite and let's interfere with the elections via this remote satellite. You know, this, yeah, yeah, no, this comes from a larger conspiracy theory, and we didn't, he, we didn't keep him on long enough, and I'm glad we didn't. But I, I'm sure if we kept pressing, we could have uncovered that he believes that the Pope is actually in charge of the United States government, oh, and it's all being right. done under I've, the auspices this, of yeah. the, uh, the United Kingdom and the Queen. I mean, there's all kinds of uh, just absolutely Looney Tunes conspiracy theories out there. Looney Tunes is a conspiracy theory? I hope not. Like Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd? Mm, no. No? Porky Pig? No? Not a conspiracy? Okay. Well, I, I, <laughs> I was just... I was surprised because I've not heard that the Vatican, you know, was like, you know, using satellites to interfere with the U.S. election. And I was like, oh, this is pretty, That's a a pretty fantastic claim. So uh, usually I see these sorts of things online before our callers uh, alert us to these sorts of things. But uh, that one got by me. Oh, so. yeah. There's a real, real crazy, deep conspiracy world out there. 603-283-6160 is our telephone number. More Free Talk Live on the way. Welcome back, everybody. It is Free Talk Live. Thanks for tuning in. It is the Monday night edition in the studio. It's myself, the captain. It's Ian. And we've been talking about, well, all sorts of fun stuff. Lots of callers tonight. Yeah, yeah. It's been fun. Thanks for participating, everybody. Uh, And let's go right back to your calls and your thoughts. Uh, First, we have Bad Slave calling from New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live, Bad Slave. Hi, uh, a previous caller there brought up uh, the possibility of uh, private security, you know, paid directly by the people, yeah, you know, to uh, replace police. Gosh, wouldn't that and, be nice? Uh, that... One of the benefits, mm-hmm. one of the benefits of doing that would be that we could, you know, in, interfere with uh, federal jurisdictions. Which isn't doesn't exist in the states, by the way, uh, you know, except on federal property, I guess. But uh, the fact is, is that uh, that all 
federal authorities that come into the state of New Hampshire, for instance, would have to, um, uh, you know, be escorted by uh, some uh, local uh, police or sheriffs or state police. Okay. And uh, without that, they're they're dead in the water. And and we would uh, it, in 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 my town at least. Uh, I would make certain that uh, that we don't even contract uh, that possibility into the into the mix. Right. So you could write and, in the uh, in the contract something that says, "Hey, you know, we don't recognize the federal authority, and so therefore, uh, if you come, you'll be just escorted right out." Right, and and I I think that it's understood by most of us that have constitutional awareness uh, have uh, you know I have uh, you know seen that that it's uh, unconstitutional uh, to uh, for, you know the most of the laws that are written, particular those that uh, are uh, without uh, any. Uh, assigned victim mm-hmm. that uh, those those laws are not constitutional by any stretch of the imagination. That's yep, why that's they'll true. they'll plead out long before long before they ever get to a uh, a trial in most cases. Understood. Thanks for the call tonight, Bad Slave. Um, I, you know, constitutional or not, I mean. Uh, the laws that are constitutional have been bastardized and taken advantage of in ways that, I mean, the rabbit hole goes pretty deep on all of that. So uh, what yeah, I like... The Constitution has uh, been a very poor bulwark against keeping innocent people out of jail. Indeed, amongst other things. But what I like about the idea of the private security replacing what's known as the police today is the fact that people would have choice. Mm-hmm. Right now, if your police department does a crappy job... Oh well, you don't Sorry. have any choice. You got to pay for it. You your your only choice is to pay for it. Pay more. If, if you don't, they come and put you in jail. Right. Instead of being able to say, "Hey, you know what? Your organization sucks, and we don't want you to do this job anymore. We're going to hire this other organization over here because they have a much better reputation than you do for doing their job or doing the job that we want done." Now, something that has has actually happened here in a town actually fairly nearby to where you live, Captain, they have gotten rid of their police department and yeah. it's been more than one town actually in cheshire county has uh, completely abolished their police department so i'm sure people in radio land can hear my my heart warming up to your statement yeah it's it's <laughs> happened now that doesn't mean that the police themselves are completely gone from the area there are still county sheriffs well yeah and there's uh, state patrol and the there's still stadies kind of stuff, but. but they did at least get rid of the town cop in uh, in a nearby town and, and you guess know what, what? It's everything's been fine. okay. Yeah, everything's okay. Like uh, it, Mark used to live in the town in question, yeah. so that's how I knew that that this had happened. Uh, and the, the town cop at the time was actually sort of a moonlighting Keene police officer. So Keene's city here in Keene, uh, in southwest New Hampshire, where we live, that's sort of like the big quote unquote big city. Yeah. Uh, so one of their like sergeants was acting as the police chief in this other town. So he already had a full time job. Oh, geez. With Keene. 
And so he was doing basically part-time work out in this town, and they said, you know what, we'd just be better off without you. And they cut him, cut his position. No one else, re- you know, there was no, no one to yeah. refill it because the position itself got cut. Yeah. And that was the end of that. Yeah, uh, I like it. Uh, we could use more of that. Uh, let's continue on. Let's go to Breaking the Flaw, calling from New Hampshire as well. Breaking the Flaw, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how's it going, guys? What's Good. on your mind, dude? Uh, well, I uh, would go back to the uh, election fraud. Okay. You guys are talking about that. And, uh, and I'll go all the way back to my first act of activism, uh, which was when they had the recount in New Hampshire. And, yeah, election fraud is, you know, it, it, is, a, it is a big joke that we're voting to decide you know, who's going to rule rule over us, right? Or right. To who you want to rule over your neighbor. Uh, but uh, I went to go witness that, and I noticed that they were stacking votes, right? And I said something, and they still didn't do anything. When I don't you say that, what the, do you uh, mean, stacking that, votes? Yeah, what did you notice specifically? Can you describe it in more detail? Okay, so I went there to witness uh, the counters, mm-hmm. and um, they when they went through the ballots, so they were all, like, handwritten, like, Xerox copied, like, who you're voting for type thing, and people would just, like, check off the box. I saw at the end of each stack from, like, these boxes that they were going through, at the end were all John McCain stacks. Like, as in, like, I saw, you know, it, it just it would be enough for him to win that town, right? Mm. And I had a friend that followed uh, all the votes uh, being put into, you know, the state vehicles and all over the state. He drove all over the state to witnesses, and none of, they were all sealed, and they went into the building, the Secretary of State building, and then when they came out from the back room, all the boxes were unsealed. It weren't they weren't opened in public, right? But I'm just showing you guys. It doesn't matter who you vote for; they're just going to rig it no matter what. Yeah. Right? yeah well, right, and uh, it wouldn't and, have mattered if it was John McCain who won. It wouldn't have mattered because John McCain would have still continued to bomb uh, people in the Middle East, and John McCain would have still continued right? to make the government bigger. And John McCain is an evil person, just like uh, Barack Obama. It, well, it Dennis Kucinich was challenging it, right? He spent like $2 million to recount. <laughs> what a waste so, of money. So, wow. I mean, it'd been a little bit better than a warmonger John McCain, but. Uh, I mean, I, would it have? Wasn't I, John McCain, sorry, wasn't John McCain up against uh, Barack Obama? Yes, but all the all the votes. Oh, no, no, no. This is the primary. We're talking about the primary. Okay. Uh, and I think, that was, I think it was January 10th of 2008. Uh, when uh, Dennis Kucinich requested to pay for Dennis a recount. Dennis Kucinich wanted to right. recount the Republican primary? Uh, it's the entire primary. I guess they um, huh. they they voted both for Democrat and Republican in that primary. Yeah. Well, it seems like or, a huge you waste. Could, you could have voted Democrat or Republican in that primary, right? In the Republican primary. Uh, it look depends. it up. You, there yeah. were Democrats and Republicans in the Republican primary. On the votes. Yeah. yeah, It doesn't really matter to me. I mean, I'm not going to spend any yeah, time looking know, it up because it it's matter. just nothing more than political trivia because ultimately it doesn't matter who wins. Yeah, the, the state no, itself it is what is what makes the people corrupt. I, I say this time and time again to folks, and it doesn't seem to get through, so I'll try saying it one more time. And this isn't directed specifically towards you breaking the flaw, just to our listeners in yeah, general and, and people, that it is the organization itself that turns you evil. You cannot be a morally decent person. You cannot be a philosophically decent person if you are employed by the government. And that's elected. That's if you're a police officer. That's if you're doing some sort of you know paper pushing for the parks department or whatever. You, it's just impossible because you now work for an organization that is based on corruption. 
by taxation. It is based on corruption in everything that it does. So it can never be a moral organization. It can never be a principled organization. It can be never be a philosophically sound organization because it in of itself is an involuntary organization. You have no choice. Um, I okay, got a question. This is, like, this is like my personal wake-up call. You yeah. know, I was still kind of a statist. Mm-hmm. Uh, no offense, Ron Paul, but I was a delegate for him. Sure. Right? And I was kind of like hoping that there was some, you know, what at the end of the tunnel for government, I guess. Um, but then, you know, that day when I went to the recount was when I met my first free stater, which made me change everything, really. Wow, that's amazing. Well, I mean, I'm glad to hear that that happened for you. I've got a question for you. Uh, we yep. encountered each other over the weekend at the uh, the supposed protest that ended up being much smaller than I think a lot of people expected it to be on Sunday. Uh, there was some discussion of it on the show last night, but all three of the people who were on the show weren't there, so they really didn't know what they were saying. Uh, but I was there, and you were there. Would you mind staying on with us? Because something happened to you. Uh, do you have time? Yeah. Okay. Okay, sure. great. Let me yeah, put you on hold. Something happened to Joa from uh, breaking the flaw at this thing. I'll tell you what it was. We'll find out more about that coming up. Bitcoin.com is the best source for learning about cryptocurrency. Go there now, click on Get Started at the top of the page. Once you do that, you'll find a cornucopia of information, neatly organized for your needs. If you're a knowledgeable crypto user, check out news.bitcoin.com where you can get the latest headlines. Bitcoin.com is your source for buying cryptocurrency, getting a wallet app, mining, trading, and all the latest cryptocurrency news, all on a slick and easy-to-use website. All put together by the best minds in the business to teach you about cryptocurrency. Bitcoin.com. Talk Live. Yes, it is Free Talk Live. Our telephone number here is 603 283 6160. That is not a troll free number. <laughs> I got to say it. Like We're fine with trolls. 603-283-6160. If you would like to join the conversation, take over the airwaves, talk about whatever's on your mind. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. And it's Ian. And we were talking with Breaking the Flaw. Let's just bring him back online. And, uh, hey, he, good, right. good. And Ian, you uh, were with Breaking the Flaw at a... A bit of a demonstration, if you will, some sort of a protest. Yeah, it was yesterday, um, actually on so Sunday at noon at all the state capitals across the country. There was supposed to be an armed protest with the Boogaloo Boys, which uh, is a group of people who are, let's say, prepared in case something happens where they need to use defensive violence in order to protect their families and neighbors and friends from government attack. Right? And they generally wear Hawaiian shirts. Yes. And so the event uh, did happen. And now it was very small. There were only five uh, Boogaloo boys, or at least identifiable ones, that came out, you know, wearing Hawaiian shirts and carrying uh, big igloo flags. And they had uh, rifles slung on the front mm-hmm. of their, their bodies. Pistols, right? Uh, yeah, well, one of them said it was a one. His was a pistol. I don't think that that. I don't oh, know if okay. that would have qualified all the other ones as a pistol. But um, so there was, uh, you know, it was a really interesting event. 
we were out there. Um, I was there. Our co-host, nobody was there. Vincent uh, was there, former Free Talk Live co-host. Uh, we were there on time, and we were the only ones there. We were actually sitting there for a while talking with the New York Times reporter and the Patch.com reporters. Because so, we had all showed up at, at noon, you know, expecting something to be happening. Right. And really all that was happening was uh, multiple state troopers were sort of walking around the property. There was maybe like four four to six state troopers on foot just kind of walking the, the property. And then there were maybe another five or six cruisers that probably one was parked at like one corner of the lot, another parked at the other uh, corner. And, and so they were just kind of sitting there and keeping an eye on things. There was not a huge police response like there was in some places like Austin, Texas, where apparently they totally locked down the Capitol. Uh, to anybody uh, coming in there, or Boston, where the New York Times reported that there were literally hundreds of police officers that they brought out for this thing. Some state capitals, uh, by the way, those uh, those cops had like batons and helmets, yeah. and they were ready for a fight. And almost nobody showed up, I guess, uh, at most of these these locations. So. You came out, uh, Joa, from Breaking the Flaw. It's a YouTube channel that uh, you do a lot of live streaming on. And so every time you come to an event, you always are live streaming constantly. It's the thing that you do, and you do it on Typically YouTube. Typically for safety, right? Yeah, oh, That's yeah. the main reason why I do it. But I'm going to start doing more static filming, but I'll tell you why. Well, right. And so what happened to you was you were in the middle of you know streaming whatever it was that was going on there, which it, at, for the most part, it was these guys from the Boogaloo just answering media questions. And it was actually a really educational uh, kind of encounter where the Boogaloo guys were very well-spoken and they were libertarians. They actually used the term libertarian. They used the non-aggression principle. They talked about that uh, with the mainstream media. They uh, One guy like gave them kind of like a rundown on, on his gun and, you know, how to you know how to how to operate the gun without actually loading it right and just kind of running through the paces with uh, with the weapon for the media and they were just fawning all over it and taking all kinds of photos and uh it was really entertaining when he showed the uh, the magazine, one of the magazines that he had with ammunition in it, they they went crazy over that and just started snapping a ton of photographs of like he just kind of showed them the ammo end of the, the you know the the loaded magazine and they yeah. literally there were five news photographers that just zeroed in right on it and just started taking pictures. It was as though they'd one never was going seen prone on the ground. Yeah, it funny. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It was like they'd never seen somebody with ammunition before who wasn't a cop. And 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 that probably is true. Like most of these photographers are probably from Boston and New York, so they probably had never seen that before coming to New Hampshire. Their, their emotions uh, uh, were very still during the whole time, but once they show up their guns, they're they're going all over it. it oh crazy. yeah! And so at one point, you noticed that your stream had been cut by YouTube. And oh, yeah. I, and and you thought it was like a fluke because you know sometimes things happen technicalities you, yeah. or something. Right? But then they cut you again, and they also gave you a strike on your account, which you mentioned you'd never received a strike. And you've done a lot of hours of streaming of some pretty controversial situations with government employees. You do a lot of First Amendment audits. You audit the police, uh, know your rights, kind of stuff. What happened mm-hmm. yesterday? So I find it kind of ironic, really, because every time I go out. My camera's capturing guns, right? Yeah. And I guess according to the live stream terms and conditions of YouTube, that I am not allowed to um, basically show off guns, right? Like, wow. So I think because they were displaying them is what I think YouTube struck me for and just pulled my stream. So they didn't uh, say, and, of course. And they didn't they give you... Saying, displaying firearms. They... That wasn't my intention. But wait, did they actually protest. say that? Did they tell you why they pulled the stream? Yes. Yeah. Wow. 
That's wow. insane. And I had yeah, two Hold streams on. pulled. Yeah. Wait, so, is that specifically to live? NH Now that was there got pulled too. Is that specific to live streaming? Because I mean, I've seen plenty of gun videos on I was YouTube. Just mm-hmm. gonna say, I've been on YouTube in the last couple of days literally looking at guns right like you know uh reviews and unboxing or a right. you know how to Shooting. you know all that kind of stuff uh, i have been on youtube and i've seen at least pre-recorded videos literally showing off guns so is this specific to live streaming yeah specifically to live streaming not to wow. the display or show off guns uh, but this wasn't just like uh happening to me like it's like i said it happened to press mm-hmm. uh nh now another youtuber here uh cop blocker but it happened to everyone across the country at these protests specifically really? that we noticed because it's unusual to go film. But I guess this must be something new uh, for YouTube because uh, they've shown uh, I've seen news to share. I don't know if you've ever seen that YouTube channel, but he gets some really good content of when like the militias go out there and make speeches yeah. and they are fully armed. And it's like he's never gotten his videos pulled, at least that I know of. Um, but Wow, and he's usually live, you know. So now, do you have alternative, you know, sites to stream to in addition to YouTube? Um, it's tough. Uh, streaming is pretty tough, but I'm thinking about going into the Streamlabs, uh, so that way I can uh, still have my files afterwards. Because, uh, as you know about YouTube, uh, when it's not your content, you're the content creator. Mm-hmm. Right. But once you create it, it's theirs. Right. Um, Right. right, and, and you're so not. I'm trying, I'm, I, I've been talking. I talked to some people at the protest that might be doing something. Uh, and but, are you uh, using? You know, I, I sorry, technical question. Technical question. Are you using like a YouTube streaming app, or do you use like an independent app that streams to YouTube? Uh, right now, I just use the YouTube app. And here's what I would look into. I mean, without actually going with some sort of decentralized streaming, which we were talking about this off the air, but there there are going to be very soon, apparently, some decentralized streaming apps, which I'm very excited about. But I don't think they're quite ready, or at least we don't have enough experience with them to talk about it yet. They're brand new out there. Uh, but in the meantime, is there a phone? Because like I know with like Open Broadcast or VMix, these are desktop streaming uh, applications. I know that with those, I can connect to a YouTube or a Twitch or whatever. It doesn't. I'm not connecting with a branded software. I'm connecting with an independent piece of software that connects to them. So I wonder if there's something like that for a smartphone where you can take a YouTube stream key and just start streaming to YouTube. Although I know, I think YouTube actually stopped uh, making it so you could just use a stream key, didn't they? I think that's why we actually stopped using YouTube. Yeah. So, well, yeah. I, I use, like, StreamYards for, like, uh, like chatting uh, online on YouTube, mm-hmm. and I just, uh, you know, just sign in through their website on StreamYard, but also Streamlabs is another way to do it where you can, uh, you have a, a streaming link that connects to your accounts on different platforms. So, um, but those are still not good because all these streaming sites are, not that great, you know. They're yeah. just as bad as YouTube when it comes to terms of conditions. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. There was somebody else who was saying there was a new thing, a new streaming c- company. I forget what it I think it started with the letter T. I don't remember what it was called. But, um, you know, they, they look like DLive, basically, with a different coat of paint uh-huh. on them. And uh, the the whole idea was, oh, well, DLive's gotten bad. They've banned people, so now we need to jump over here. And Anyway, people check. It's just, you know, going, to, going from centralized platform to centralized platform, your days are always going to be numbered, and you're always going to be hopping from one to the next. Check out Joe's channel. It's called Breaking the Flaw on YouTube while, well, while you still can. Yeah, indeed. Thanks for the call he tonight. good work. Uh, 603-283-6160 is our phone number. If you'd like to join the conversation, we've got more Free Talk Live coming up.
Yeah, it is free talk live. The live call-in radio talk show program where you can take control of the airwaves, talk about anything you want to. Our telephone number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's myself, your host, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Joining me, it's Ian. And we're going to shift gears here a little bit because, well, I'm overprepared as usual for this show. Excellent. It's a good problem to have. Uh, Well, it, it is a problem because... Like, we don't get to a whole bunch of stuff that I bring in from time to time, so... Yeah, uh, you know, we, that can be frustrating. You know, it's, and then, like, I forget about it, and like, oh, we never did cover that, and, you know, something will come up in conversation later on, I'll be like, oh, we had a, Oh, we never did cover that, nope. right, yeah. Most so, things we never cover. So, one of my least favorite people in all of politics, AOC. Oh, but she's so pretty! I mean, she is good looking. I'll, I'll give her that. Uh, <laughs> Alexandria Ocrazyho Cortez, I believe, is the mm. correct pronunciation. She won't be pretty for long. I mean, she's she's. Um, as soon as you get into government, her, it just sucks your soul away. Her exterior beauty is overtaken by her interior ugly. Oh yeah. U G L Y. You ain't got no alibi. You're just ugly. <laughs> uh, AOC. This is from the New York Post. AOC proposes funding to deprogram white supremacists. Oh? This sounds to me... Is that a re-education camp? Sounds to me like a Mm re-education camp. There's a picture of her holding up some papers with an O face. And the caption says, There are people who are radicalized right now, AOC said at a town hall on January 15th. Let me just say, as somebody who is against the idea of racism, I don't support this. Okay? This <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. This <laughs> you don't say. Right. And the reason is, this isn't going... Well, first of all, I'm against using force against people, number yes. one. But number two, it's also going to be contrary to your goals meaning that if you try to take one of these white supremacists and then force them into some sort of a training seminar or camp or whatever this is going to look like pray the uh, hate away or whatever yeah whatever sort of system they're going to try to shove down these people's throats all they're going to do is just create more resentment oh yeah they're going to create angrier people and more likelihood of violence yes so that's what you're going to get out of this, AOC. The the quote from her says, there are people who are radicalized right now. Yes, there are people who are radicalized right now. And you know who they are? People who work for government and believe that government is going to solve any problem. Hmm. I challenge you, AOC, to tell me a problem that government has successfully solved. Mm-hmm. And on the off chance that you can actually produce some evidence that that has ever occurred. I can produce a hundred more where government has not only taken the problem, created the problem, but they've made the problem worse. worse. Yep. The federal government- And racism is one of those things. Oh, definitely it is. Uh, I contend that the uh, government is the most racist organization on the face of the planet. Really? Yeah. Okay, go ahead and make that argument. Uh, I believe most or more racism occurs within government than any other place. Jails, the government itself, the elections, people who work for the government, people who enforce the rules of government, all 
all racist. That's it's certainly the, the, the most amount of racism comes from government. It's certainly the place where racists can actually enforce their racism. Correct. It's the place where they can actually put their racism into play right. and use it to uh, wield it against and, other and people. And things that are meant to combat racism generally make it worse. That's what I've seen. Right. Yeah. So this article says... The federal government needs to fund the deprogramming of white supremacists and conspiracy theorists. Oh, and conspiracy theorists. And, yes, she's lumping them all into one category. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez right. said Friday no conspiracy night. theorist was ever a non-white person, right? Right. Ridiculous. The white supremacist cause is futile. It's nihilist, AOC. A Democrat who represents parts of the Bronx and Queens said during a virtual town hall meeting It Friday is futile. Night. She's right about that. Their world will never exist. That's why we're seeing violence right now, she said, speaking in the wake of the violent siege. I don't in the think US that's Capitol. why we're seeing violence. Uh, I mean, it is just it's a convenient scapegoat for them to be able to say, oh, it's because the white supremacists is why violence. I mean, no. I mean, while there may be some white supremacists out there who are doing violence, just as there are probably some black supremacists doing some violence somewhere. We're talking about a, a very small, you know, iota's worth of yes. Of things going on out there, you know, when you hear about people getting beaten or you hear about homes being robbed or you hear about something, you know, violent happening to a person, it's usually just some doper who wants to get high. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter what the color of their skin is. They're just they want to go get high. So they're going to come rob your house or they're going to, you know, stick a knife in your back or whatever and try to, you know, take the things that you have. They don't care what color you are. Right. And if they, and if they do, then, well, that's their problem. But ultimately, they want the drugs, so they want the money. And that's why they're committing the, the crimes that they're committing. The people that are going into the, the state house or not the state, the Capitol building in Washington, D.C., that wasn't a racist mob. No. They weren't chanting, no. you know, yeah. I didn't racist see, things. I didn't see folks carrying racist slogans, no. signs, you know, saying, hey, you know, let's, uh, you know. Uh, they were you, Trumpers. You, I, I didn't see swastikas. I didn't see any, you know, derogatory, you know, yeah. words that, you know, would denote racism. I've been to Trump rallies. I've seen multicultural, multicolored people at Trump rallies. Yeah. I've seen it with my own eyes, not because I want to go to a Trump rally, but right. because I was at you the outreach. I was at the stop the steel quote unquote stop the steel rallies yeah. a couple times, and I did some secession outreach, just yeah. like I did at the Black but Lives we've attended, Matter. We, I mean, I've attended a few uh, of these protests here in New Hampshire, yeah. and uh, a lot of Trump supporters have shown up at some of these protests, mm -hmm. but uh, I can't say that any of them appeared to be flaunting some sort of white supremacy uh, racist it have agenda. Flown. There was actually okay. I, I'll say this: there was one. One guy at uh, one of these rallies, and it wasn't one I attended, but Vincent was there, and we got video footage, so I actually edited the video footage of it, mm -hmm. so I saw the, the speech, and there was this young guy that got up, and he went on this rambling, uh, just really lengthy speech that was very like conspiratorial. He was like even crazier sounding than Alex Jones, right? This guy gets up there, and he started to kind of lean into some sort of white supremacy talk, okay. and that guy got kicked out of the group. That he was in because I, you know, I saw him just being discussed on the group that you know was sort of organizing this yeah. uh, this event, and he it that didn't fly with the people that were organizing the event. Right. You know, they didn't come yank the the microphone out of his hands in that moment because you know he was up saying whatever crap he was saying, and he got rebutted later. 
but uh, ultimately they they did yank him out of that group, and he is not wanted at any of these uh, these events in the future. Well, and for O'Crazy Ho to lump conspiracy theorists in with white supremacists shows her lack of intellect, because all a conspiracy theorist is somebody who thinks. Mm-hmm. And they go, oh, I wonder if this is possible. Sometimes they believe a little too much of what sure, they Sure, but without people theorizing, yeah, yeah. You know, which is just thinking, right? You're not going to get different results. Uh, 603-283-6160. Uh, do you think Oh Crazy Ho has a leg to stand on here? More Free Talk Live coming up. If you want to move to the free state you're looking for some real estate well i know a guy who's really great it's the realtor mark ward looking for a great real estate investment consider new hampshire which is ground zero for the liberty movement your first call should be to mark warden from porcupine real estate he's more than just a real estate agent he's your new hampshire concierge where are the best places to live do you want farm city the burbs or forest do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage there are homes in all price ranges in new hampshire and and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com Free Talk Live. Welcome back. Our telephone number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. It's Ian. And you can join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 28th through July 4th for ForkFest 2021 at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest happens the week after Porcupine Freedom Festival, and ForkFest is decentralized, which means no one is in charge. That also means there's no ticket cost. Just reserve your camping RV site or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 28th through July 4th. Where better to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving activists in the Shire? You can relax and enjoy the camaraderie of like-minded people, or you can create whatever type of experience or event you'd like others to have. If you are planning an event for ForkFest, be sure to let others know in advance. You can connect with fellow ForkFesters via the unofficial Telegram chat or the ForkFest forum. Links to those are on the unofficial website, ForkFest.party. Mark your calendar now for June 28th through July 4th, 2021, and we'll see you at ForkFest.party. Party. Uh, yes, we will. Finishing up on this article from the New York Post about Alexandria Ocrazyho Cortez proposing funding to deprogram white supremacists and conspiracy theorists. Uh, she said the House to the at the House Committee on Civil Rights. No, o- Cortez said the House Subcommittee on Civil Rights she serves on mm. has held hearings over the past two years on white supremacy and said there are programs to, quote, de-radicalize, unquote, brainwashed adherents. But she said funding was not a priority for those programs during the Trump years. So this makes it sound like the government already has some programs. That's what she's saying. Yeah. And she wants more money for them, yep. apparently. Yep. 
there are people who are radicalized right now. It's going to take a very long time to de-radicalize these people. And a and lot, a of, lot of money going to her buddies. Yeah, sounds that way. Uh, she said many fringe radicals operate in a misinformation bubble. And it will take more than one conversation to deprogram them, likening it to therapy. <sighs> this just sounds horrible in so many ways. Well, I mean, it's just horror on top of horror. Certainly white supremacy is no uh, nice thing. I mean, that's a nasty, nasty thing. But you're not going to solve it with government programs. No. And she said research has shown that healing is possible. We need, sure. We need to double, triple, or quadruple the funding for these programs, she said. I don't think – I mean uh, – if it's a government-run thing, I am going to be a skeptic. If it's people actually connecting with other people and, and on a human-to-human level to understand that the color of somebody's skin should not be what you judge them based on, I just don't know if the government is going to be able to portray that to people. Oh, Crazy Ho said, There is a spectrum of radicalization that ranges from sympathizers to conspiracy theorists. For, to neo-Nazis, such radical ideology could lead to violence and domestic terrorism. She said the conspiracy theory wrongly pushed by Trump, that the election was stolen from him, radicalized his supporters who invaded the Capitol last week, <laughs> leading to violence and the death of five people. Okay. AOC said she felt that her life was threatened. Did you see the video of the horned guy, the buffalo man? where he just kind of waltzes into like whatever chamber <laughs> and the cop and is the, like hey uh yeah hey uh you know what are you guys doing here right there's a cop in there and there's like the buffalo guy and two or three other guys there's yeah. not like a huge crowd of people there's a there. guy sitting down like leaning up against yes, one of the on desks phone. no no he was holding his face because he'd oh, been really? shot by like oh, a rubber wow. bullet and was bleeding and and the one of the cops that was there or maybe the guy who was filming was like yeah. hey are you okay do you need help he's like no no i'm okay I, you know i'm nursing right. my own wounds or whatever He's like, I got shot in the face by a rubber bullet or but something. But the relevant part was that there was a cop in the room, yeah. a badged, uniformed officer, just standing there like, hey, guys, can I get you to leave the, this area and go somewhere else? Instead of you know doing what cops usually do, which is like putting somebody under arrest if they're doing something that's right. illegal. So that was kind of weird, wasn't it? Yeah, I found it really weird. It seemed... What it- was going on there? I mean, was this all like a setup did they really let these people in? Because that seems to be the – that's sort of like the, quote, conspiracy here is that the capital so-called insurrection was actually encouraged by the capital police. I The stream that I was watching, or two streams that I was watching when it was going on – so these are live streaming mm-hmm. people on the YouTube or whatever – you know, they, those guys were saying that – there were undercover cops in the crowd. Oh, of course who, there were. Who flashed their badges, mm-hmm. and then they were like, the, the gates were open for them. Now, what mm. I find interesting is that normally the capital, Washington, D.C., is surrounded by fences and high security and all that kind of stuff. And I, didn't, I didn't see any of that when it was all going down, whatever this, quote, insurrection thing was. I've never been see, there, so I, I don't know. I didn't see any fences. It... I didn't see any high security. I didn't see, you know. Is there really fences there all I, the time? Have you been there? I've never been there. Me neither. So, but, I mean, I'm just under the assumption that since it's the capital, 
that there is always full-time wow. security going on. Because haven't we heard stories about people running up to, like, you know, jumping the fence to get on the White House lawn who are taken down immediately by yeah, security? Yeah, I think the White House lawn has a fence. I don't know what level of fencing the Capitol had. Yeah. I'm not sure about that because there are way more people that, like, go in there every day, right, than, than the White House. Uh, that, we, you and I would be speculating about this, but now we know there are fences there. And there there's are people that are go- like big. F- there are big fences yep. there now, like full on and a bunch of crazy, military folk, crazy level fences uh, going on there. It's uh, it's pretty nuts. But you know, there was also another video that I saw later, not during, but after the fact of a crowd of people outside one of these entrances, looked like a side entrance or something like that at the Capitol, yeah. and the door just opens up, and the crowd just goes in, and as the cameraman's going in, you can see there are at least. Two, three, maybe four uniformed security agents that are just standing aside and just like watching as people come in. So they didn't make any kind of – if it was a serious insurrection, right, they sure didn't act like it was an insurrection. Because if if you were being insurrected against, you'd know it Yeah, because these people would be coming in and shooting you on yeah. the way in right yeah. like they would be stabbing you they would be or at the very least detaining you putting you in handcuffs and right. and, and capturing you where, where is the footage of the warning shots that were fired by the uh, security you know the white house security or the uh, uh capital security right did that to, happen no i don't think it did oh that's i'm, I'm yeah. asking this question like is there footage of oh, no. you know the security forces that were in place going hey if you guys don't back off we're going to start firing Right. You know, because you would think that would happen if it were an insurrection at the Capitol, that security yeah. would come up that I think somebody gave them the order to let these people in. Oh, I think they did. Too. And maybe, you know, whether it was a conspiracy or not, I don't know. As far as like, you know, was this originally the plan as far as letting people in and, and having their way with things in order to then have an yeah. excuse to create a, a even greater police state? Because that's what's happened as a result of this. Yeah. Well, and of course, I mean, there's no other answer than that. Right, that's the only answer government has. The, is oh, to ramp well, things up. Yep, well, time to ramp things up even more because, mm-hmm. well, we can't have any of this. So now, guess what? More lockdown for you. More more state. That's that's the only solution to anything. Anytime government does anything, they if they didn't create it themselves, uh, then their only solution is to throw more government at it. Uh, fixing a government problem with more government never makes anything better, ever. Makes the government people richer, though. Yeah, that's about the only thing it does. Get to crank up the paychecks, get more goodies. Yeah. So, at any rate, uh, AOC said uh, the conspiracy theory uh, wrongly pushed by Trump uh, made her fear for her life. Oh, oh. Hey, guess what? Trump didn't push this. Guess what? Government makes people fear for their lives every freaking day. Yeah, welcome to the club, lady. Now you know what it's like. Oh, oh, you got your first little taste? Ooh, I feel so sorry for you. Oh, why don't you cry me a river? (laughs) 603-283-6160. Alexandria, crazy hoe, won't you cry me a river? 603-283-6160. We got more free talk live coming up. It is the final segment of tonight's 
Free Talk Live episode. If you've missed any of the program tonight, you can always find the latest episode at freetalklive.com after it's broadcast. And if you missed any previous episodes, they're all there, too. There's a giant archive going back decades. So feel free to check them all out at uh, freetalklive.com. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. And it's Ian. And we'll get to your calls and thoughts in just a minute. I need to take a minute to thank an amplifier. Uh, This is a person who donates their uh, platinum-level amplifier, and that means they give... That's at least 25 bucks a month. At least 25 bucks a month. So thank you. To this show. Now, that money goes to specifically to get us on more radio stations. We're currently on 100 and... We actually just crossed 190. 190, yeah. nice. We're uh, 190. We could be on 200. We could be on 250. Sure. It's all up to you. Uh, go to amp.freetalklive.com. We only ask for five bucks a month. You can give more. And there's different levels. There's, you know, obviously the platinum level, the silver and the gold and that type of thing. There's some perks that go along with that. So if you enjoy the show, if you partake in the Free Talk Live and you enjoy it, you find value in it, please consider becoming an amplifier over at amp.freetalklive. And thank you to number six is this person's name. Okay. Number six. We really appreciate your help. Definitely. Uh, So... Yeah, AOC, I I think I'm done talking about that. Let's go to uh, some of your calls and thoughts. Let's go to a gentleman named Pepsi calling from the Bronx. Pepsi, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how you doing? Pretty good. What's on your mind? All I wanted was a Pepsi. About AOC, you know, sometimes, you know, a little crazy can be kind of hot. You know, the right kind of crazy. Well, you'll uh, you'll never have better sex than crazy sex. That's (laughs) that's a fact. (laughs) You know, and... um. If I'm not mistaken, I, I believe that there was somebody who was a racist at that um, that Capitol thing. He was wearing um, a Nazi day camp hat or something like that. <laughs> oh, really? I heard about this guy, yeah. He had some kind of a uh, Auschwitz day camp t-shirt or something oh, like right, that. Right, right, right. Something okay, really my, my awful. My last thing is a question. All right? Yep. Um, in the Senate, right, you have 50-50, right? as far as Democrats and Republican, and then whoever has the most, you have um, a Senate majority leader. Mm-hmm. Now, if there were um, an independent, let's say, because if you have 50-50, that means that the vice president breaks the tie. But if the vice president happens to be an independent, and you have 50% Democrat and 50% Republican in the Senate, do you have a majority leader? That's an interesting question. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. I am not a political uh, expert, so I, c- I couldn't tell you. But it's really, yeah, again, yeah, just political trivia anyway, because it doesn't really matter, does it? No, no, no. It was just something I was you know, curious yeah. about, you know? I got too much time on my hands. Being, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're calling from New York. Pepsi, right? Pepsi do you... Yeah, from the Bronx. Oh, God, you poor man. Yeah. Uh, do you think that a government program can successfully un, uh, unradicalize a white supremacist? You know... There's just too many layers for that to be a one solution solution, you know? I, I hear you, man. I hear you. I, I don't think it's yeah, I, it's it's a poor poor way to spend uh, the stolen taxpayer money. What's it like in the streets in the Bronx? I mean, you said you're still in quarantine. I mean, you know, can you even are restaurants completely shut down? What's what's the scene like out there? 
Well, in my neighborhood, I mean, it's kind of like business as usual. Really? You know what I mean? Um, in the beginning, you had a lot of places closed down because everybody had a knee-jerk reaction, you know, to the corona. But um, a lot of people there, like, you know, wearing the masks and a lot of stores, they have a little plastic shield, you know what I mean? The plastic, you know, um, the plexiglass. The like, you know, yeah. Those 24-hour debates that um, bodegas would have. But um, it's pretty much relaxed over here. I mean, we're Bronx strong, you know what I mean? <laughs> so when you, you know? say it's relaxed, does that mean that there are people that are uh, throwing secret parties or people just openly defying mask orders? I mean, how relaxed are we talking about? Well, let me just say this. I don't see any real difference, you know, as far as where life is concerned. I mean, if you go out to, like, Manhattan, it's a whole other story. But I haven't been there in a while. But as far as my neighborhood is concerned, um, it's, it's not that big of a deal, you know? But but are you seeing, uh, you know, uh, noncompliance when it comes to things like mask mandates and our businesses, you know, doing whatever they want to do and not being targeted over it? Or are people still being pretty obedient? I don't see anybody being targeted, but I do see some places that say that you cannot come in unless you wear a mask Mm -hmm. or some places they only let two or three people in at a time, you know? Yeah. When you're walking around uh, on the streets and you look around at the people around you, what percentage of them are wearing masks? 80, 85. Okay. It's probably even higher in uh, Manhattan, right? It's like 95, 100%, something like that. That's what I've heard. I don't know. I'm in quarantine. I can't go out. <laughs> <laughs> well, then it doesn't sound normal if you're stuck inside. So are well, you going out or are you like looking out your window at people? How do you know what the people on the streets look like if you're not going out? No, I go out. I go out you know, into my neighborhood, you know, okay. but as far as, you know, going, down, going downtown, it's like, They've taken away a lot of reasons to go out downtown. Oh, okay, you know I, I mean? see what you're saying. When you say okay, when you say you're not going yeah. out, you mean you're not going to another part of New York. You're staying in. You're staying locally. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so um, I'm here. I got a 91 year old mom. You know what I mean? And so she oh. keeps me kind of busy. All right. You know, so you know I'm occupying my time, kind of taking care of her. You know, and so. You know, she takes care of me also. You know hey, man, you thanks for sharing them, you your know. thoughts tonight. I really appreciate hearing from you there. Yeah, appreciate the call tonight, Pepsi. Uh, let's move on. Let's go to David in New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, Ian had uh, cited a reference to Niemöller earlier, so I wanted to... Pastor Martin Niemöller, the, the pastor who wrote Martin. the famous poem... Uh, that I had referenced earlier about that first they came for the Nazis. The original poem was, yeah. I believe, first they came for the communists or the trade unionists. The trade unionists, right. Yeah. Yep. And then eventually they came for me, but there was no one le- left to stand up for me because I didn't stand up. What about it, David? Well, the uh, and I can prove my point because uh, everybody is uh, annoyed and sick of hearing from me, right? Over the last however many years, well, how many times is that... Uh, been a uh, a recurring thing so okay, but, that's but, my proof but what's that, what's your point you should state your point and then I, well, i'm making it but you interrupted me right in the middle of it so so that's my proof <laughs> i just supplied the proof because everybody's sick of hearing about it so for the last 10 years i've been yelling hey stop yelling you're breaking up stop yelling calm okay. down okay they they ca- they came if you look at uh, there's uh, 600,000 members on uh, uh, father's rights movement on mm-hmm. Facebook. So that's another proof that there are people. And I've been 
trying to bring attention to that for 10 years, and people are sympathetic, but nobody, uh, I mean, you let me talk, but nobody really lifts a finger to come and actively help us. we got to do it all ourselves. And uh, m- part of my, uh, uh, fr- uh, sh- what is it, uh, Freuden, sh- 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 how's that? What's Schadenfreude, that? Schadenfreude, pleasure in the pain yeah, of yeah. others. Yeah, so now, so now they're coming for you, guys. Now they're coming for you. You should have listened to the groups that came before you, because now they're coming for you. Oh, I've listened, and I've actually uh, reported on I'm, the I'm fathers. Not talking, that... I'm not talking about you. Your radio signal goes out to more than just you. I know, right. I know I'm not questioning Ian's dedication. I'm questioning everybody else out there. Okay. Yeah, they are definitely coming for you. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, I agree. They They've are been coming for you. for you. They've been taking your freedoms. They've been taking and uh, absorbing your money and t- you know making you more obedient. And now they own you. Now they've got a license uh, that you've asked them for in order to run your business. And they're holding it over your head and saying, if you don't do what we say, we're going to take away your ability to earn a living. And that's why most of these business owners are doing exactly what they're told, unlike the heroes at the Attilus Gym, uh, who are amazing, and if only more people were like them. If only if only 1% of business owners were like them, it would be a huge burden for the state uh, to fight against. If 5% of business owners were like them, then the state would be basically completely ineffective. Or better yet, if all the businesses that have been, quote, closed, unquote, uh, as a result of government, uh, if they all just hurled a middle finger in the general direction of the government and opened anyway and started conducting business as if nothing has happened, there, there's not enough state people to make them all close. Thank you, David, for uh, the call tonight. Definitely appreciate it. Uh, he, he is right. There are not enough people standing up doing stuff. I'm going to post the link to the Attila's fundraiser on our uh, new Mastodon, our Please social do. media website, which you can subscribe to and sign up for over at social.freetalklive.com. And you'll follow the Free Talk Live account automatically. So just look there. Perfect. Yeah. We are out of time. Thanks, everybody. If you missed anything, visit us at freetalklive.com. Peace. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of where I am now is due to listening to Free Talk Live. You changed my mind on some very important issues years ago. To random people tuning in on the radio. I was kind of stuck in the left-right paradigm. I heard your show by chance on a Saturday night. From there, I went on doing the Free State Project and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty. Your amp will directly change more lives by getting Free Talk Live in front of people looking for talk radio online and on the air. You can help by joining the AMP program for just $5 a month at amp.freetalklive.com and getting perks. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is a Corona Crisis Self-Reliance Alert. If you're worried about the power grid in the current crisis and want to generate your own supply of off-the-grid electrical power just in case, pay close attention. Here's why. 
a limited supply of solar backup generators will be available again in the next two weeks. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving electrical backup power when you get off the grid. And unlike gas generators, these solar generators run quietly, emit no fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Dangerous weather, social unrest, or overloaded grids this summer will not be a problem if you go to mysolarbackup.com and get your solar backup generator. We regret that supplies are limited and only available on a first-come, first-served basis. Check availability at mysolarbackup.com. Never suffer painful power outages again. Go to mysolarbackup.com. That's mysolarbackup.com.